Hello listeners, on this show I talk with everyday African Americans who were able to transform their passions and struggles into their dreams. I'm your host Moses Tillman Young and welcome to the Black Gold Podcast. In this episode, I interview Tiara M. Tucker. She is a PR consultant who works on social justice cases and lives in Dallas, Texas. In our conversation, Tiara and I discuss her start in her career, mindfulness, and her Let's Speak That Talks, a weekly live event where she talks about current events with inspiring guests. So, hello everyone and welcome to this episode of the Black Gold Podcast. My guest today is Tiara M. Tucker and she is the founder of TR PR Communications and also the founder of TRPR Network as well as the founder of the Speak That Movement. And Tiara, welcome to the Black Gold Podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you. And thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on the Black Gold Podcast. I love your show. I'm doing well, you know, Um, despite everything going on in the world, I will not complain. That's good. Well, Tiara, with all of the things that you are doing currently, um, how did you get started doing what you do right now? Yeah, so as you stated, I'm the founder of Tierra PR Network, as well as Speak That Movement. So I'll actually begin by talking about Tierra PR Network. So that is just my um, boutique firm that focuses on purpose-driven public relations, communications, events, and consulting. And it really started because I have a background in PR. I have a, a bachelor's degree in public relations. I have a master's in communications and I work in the public affairs uh, field for a Fortune 50 company. And I just always found myself like, doing PR stuff even before I even knew what PR was and um, creating and hosting events and speaking and all those things. So I just found myself just just doing different things, you know, writing um, for people, editing books, things like that. So one day I just decided I was going to put a name on it. I like to say, like Beyonce said, put a ring on it. So I put a name on it and I called it Tierra PR Network. And then I just decided to make it more official and I turned it into an LLC and then I got a website. So that's the TRPR network and how it got started. And since then, I've been blessed to work on, uh, you know, multiple high profile PR cases and have various clients. So that's how the the PR network started. Now, Speak That Movement which I like to say they both are my babies, Speak That Movement, which actually 
announcement, uh, just became a 501c3 this month in December. So I'm very excited about that. But speak that goes back to 2011. So 2011, I had this vision to have an event. So I had an event in Bloomington, Normal, Illinois, where I used to live. And I had a, a Grammy Award winning spoken word artist, a local talent, and I called the event Speak That. So it really started as an event. So at this event, there were local people there, the media came. And when people would hear something empowering or inspiring or motivating from the stage, people in the audience would just shout out, speak that. So it kind of became like this cool thing. So then I started doing more speak that events. And then when I moved to Dallas in 2012, I put speak that on a shelf, but I decided to bring it up bring it back out. And when I brought it back out, I called it Speak That Movement. So it evolved because I had evolved as a person and as a business professional. So now Speak That Movement is really focusing on empowering, uplifting, and connecting business professionals, particularly women, and just encouraging people and supporting them along their journeys of dream and goal realization via speakers, events, media, and novelty. So that's a little bit of how it all got started. And here I am now, still rocking and rolling and grinding. Wow. So you started the Speak That Movement in 2011. When did you start um, the RPR Network? So, wow, if I go back, I'll say that the, the LLC was established in 2019. And that was when I just made it official and put a name on it. And I revamped the website in 2019. But then I had the website for a few years now. It just wasn't an LLC. So I... I don't even know what the solid date is, to be honest with you, with TRPR Network, but it's definitely been a few years. And that's when it was just me really informally doing it and, you know, just having the business. But I would say uh, 20, you know, 2018, 2019 is when I really decided to take it more serious and make it more official. Okay. So, um, why did you decide to create this uh, a media consulting firm? Um, well, it's a PR firm, so PR communications firm. So as it pertains to the media aspect, I would say that, you know, one of the my key roles with the PR is the relationships with the media. So I have uh, had the privilege um, and I'll say the unfortunate privilege of working on uh, several high-profile police brutality cases. So I've worked with some of the leading civil rights attorneys in the country. And I say unfortunately, because it's always unfortunate when someone is murdered by police or brutalized by police. However, um, as we all know, those cases can receive a lot of local, national, international attention. So when I work with the uh, attorneys, my one of my primary roles is just establishing uh, those relationships and, and creating those relationships with the media. So I remember the first time I worked on a, a very, very high profile case, um, when I put out the first press release announcing that the law firm was retained and I had my name and my contact info, within minutes, I received 
phone calls, emails, and texts from major media outlets like CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, TMZ, anything that's major, New York Times, Washington Post, instantly they were reaching out to me. And so my role was just, you know, coordinating things, answering questions, fact-checking, and just really making sure that um, we were getting the narrative out and the press conference uh, notices, et cetera. So, so that's that relationship with the media in that aspect. Okay. So um, with the, the media regarding, you said you had to present a, a, a story for these people in terms of the the lawyers who are going against the, the civil rights cases. Um how did you connect with your first client? Yeah, so um, pertaining to the social justice, civil rights aspect of clients. So it's, it's kind of amazing how this all works out. So I actually um, was doing my Speak That Movement events. So Speak That Movement was the focus. I was hosting empowerment networking events um, in the Dallas area, North Dallas. And so I was approaching my anniversary event in Dallas. And so I wanted to have an anniversary event. And I, I really want to have um, you know, a, a guest speaker. I wasn't sure who I prayed on and wasn't sure who I was going to get. So the anniversary event was in August, but in April of that year, I was invited to an event in Dallas where Oprah was the guest speaker. So I went to this event. I was actually there um, on the PR side. So I was uh, invited in to be the PR rep for the security team. So I was there doing PR type work. And then while I was there, there was like this after VIP lounge area or something. And so I saw this guy who is heavy in the social justice space in Dallas. So I actually went to him and I was like, hey, how are you? My name is TRM Tucker and I'm the founder of Speak That Movement. And I was wondering if you'd be interested in learning more about what I do and if you'd be interested in being a guest speaker for my anniversary event. And so he was like, wow, you know, thank you. He was like, actually, I think my friend would be really good for your event. So he introduced me to his friend and his friend is a civil rights attorney. And I didn't know, I'll be honest, I didn't know much about his friend at the time until obviously I Googled him, looked him up and was like, okay. So um, all that he's accomplished and done now is like, amazing. So I talked to him, we exchanged info, I reached out. And so he became the speaker for my anniversary event. So at this anniversary event, it was a really nice event in North Dallas. Um, We had a you know, full room. I had live music and I had a, a black caterer and we had some wine. It was just a nice event. And he was talking about his work in the social justice space and the civil rights space. It was a really great event. So the next day he reached out to me and he said, hey, are you interested in doing PR work for my firm? So that's how we started working together on PR cases. So, um, and I'll just add this because it, it is, it is, I think, a special uh, piece of the story is that that was in August. Um, 
we kind of, we didn't communicate, you know, for a little while. And then in September, he reached out again. And when he reached out in September, he's like, hey, just, are you, are you interested still? And I was like, yeah, you know, let's do it. And so that, if I'm not mistaken, that Tuesday where I said yes, he uh, needed me to work on a PR case or a, a police brutality case. And so I'm like, uh, okay, I, all right, what do I need to do? So that was Tuesday. Thursday, there was a major police brutality case in Dallas. The next day, the law firm was retained. So I said yes Tuesday, Friday, I sent out my press release for this major case. And when I worked on that major case with him, there were other civil rights attorneys that were pulled in. So I became the PR director working on that case with all of them. So long answer, but that that's that's the answer. Okay, so um, in the, the PR world before that, even in college, um, did you have any any mentors, anyone who guided you and that that helped you end up what you are doing right now? Hmm. Um, I really wish, honestly, that I could say I have mentors in the PR space, but I really don't have um any mentors like that in, in the actual PR public relations space. Now, um, corporately within, you know, my corporate career, I do have mentors in more of the public affairs space, but in the actual work that I do, um, I do know people in the industry. Um, I'll be even honest and say, I've even reached out to people and, you know, I, it is what it is. I won't comment. I do have, like I said, relationships with people, but I can't say that I have like, boom, this is my mentor. But what I will say is that when I was in college, I was actually going to college, Illinois State University, to pursue um, uh, my education in broadcast journalism. Like I wanted to be on TV and do things like that. But there was um, a situation where I was in the cafeteria of my dorm and I randomly met um, a lady or at the time she was a student and we were just talking. She was a senior and she was just talking to me about, you know, my college because we were both in the School of Communications. And she's like, have you heard of PR? And I was like, no, because she was getting her degree in PR and about to graduate. And I had never heard of it. And so she started telling me about it. She's like, you would do great. I think you should look into it. So I was like, okay. So then I ended up changing my major to PR just off of her word. And so we actually ran into each other in Dallas about a year ago. And I told her that story and we're still to this day, um, you know, we're still connected. So, so as you said, you wouldn't say that you have any, um, mentors in in your space but you found people along the way absolutely Um, and a lot of people that i would say who um um, i'm inspired by and you know maybe mentors in my head but but no formal mentors in the pr space are there any um books that you've read or are reading that are informing you of what you do um i would say um I have found myself, myself, especially in this um, COVID-19 quarantine world, uh, 
listening to more audio books, but they're not necessarily about PR in general. They're really more so about mindset and about, you know, elevating and elevating the career. I will say that one of my, one of the favorite books that I read actually this year, and I want to make sure I get the name right, but it's called The Top 10 Distinctions Between Millionaires and the Middle Class. And so that was a book that I listened to and I'm reading, I'm listening to it again. It just, it alone has changed my mindset about being a business owner. And then other than that, I mean, I just can go on social media and watch the news and, and I I'm learning about what's going on and, and I, and I see things and I'm always like, Hmm, I wonder who their PR person is or if something is going on. I have people that will reach out to me from time to time, jokingly, yet seriously at, t- at times like they need PR help. You should reach out or they need to call you. So we need to have, I have fun conversations like that with people that I know, but I would say overall, what I'm reading now is more about elevating the mind and the business acumen to be a successful business person, period. Whether it's with PR, speak that movement or whatever I'm enduring. What have you found so far in your your reading that has helped you? Um, in that particular book, or just in general? Uh, yeah. General. Yeah. Um, I would say, um, in particular, in this book that I just referenced, things that changed my mind were well, not changed my mind, but really evolved my mindset was, um the way um, certain people think, you know, in particular, there was something in the book that referenced how some groups of people, they're thinking like day to day, right? How do I get by today? And then there's some groups of people who are thinking, how do I get through like the month? And then there's people that think, how do I get through the year? But then there are some people usually very successful people who are thinking five, 10 years down the line. And in that book and reading that and soaking that in, it just, it really made me start thinking on a deeper level. Like I need to know what do I want my legacy to be 10 years from now? People are, and I'm not knocking, I'm just saying for me, I don't want to just think about how successful can I be this month? How many, you know, speaking opportunities can I get this month? No, I'm already thinking about 2021. And I'm also connecting and networking and meeting people who are helping me think about the next five years down the line. So that to me is powerful for anybody out there listening. Like it it will totally change your mindset when you just start thinking further down the line. And with that said, I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. I also believe in the power of trusting God's plans, right? And and, and having, um, uh, you know, a faith-driven life. So when I say thinking 10 years ahead, that doesn't mean that what I'm thinking is going to happen might happen, but I'm preparing, right? I'm, I'm, I'm putting ducks in the row. I'm doing things. So yeah. I have to agree with you. Like during this time it's made me personally like reflect on the choices I've made, 
the choices that I'm going to have to make. I'm currently in um in college, and so this is the time to pick you know classes for next semester, and picking a schedule in terms of how that's going to go down the road, and um, thinking about what can I do, you know, beginning of next year that will get me going out of the gate in terms of class schedule. What classes can I take that? aren't too hard but won't be you know too simple what what can i learn this year type of classes and um also like thinking thinking further as you said and thinking not just further about yourself but thinking further for your community and those who are around you absolutely and doing so in a way that they then can think further and then it just expands. It's like an ever expanding bubble um, kind of um, way that it moves out. And it's the idea of right now matters, but it doesn't. Tomorrow matters. We should be focused on on tomorrow, what's going to happen in the next, as you say, year, two years, five years, 10 years down the line. And that that should be our focus. And you say, um, you know, put, put faith in God, trust in God. Uh, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, but thinking about like life and you know the terms people use, you know, destiny. Yeah. Um, it seems as if like destiny is the the goal, and um, like your own decisions, your own choices that's the path that takes you to destiny. Hmm. Like destiny is the top of the mountain. It doesn't matter which way you go up the mountain. As long as you get up the mountain, you're going to reach your destiny eventually. So it's that idea of thinking ahead of the future, utilizing what you have, what you've used, and also making sure that you empower others to help achieve their own goals and dreams. Um, Are there any tools that you have found really helpful uh, in your line of work? Um, I will say, and first of all, I, I, I appreciate everything that you just said. And, and I want to add something to that, if it's okay. Um, yeah, go ahead. I, yeah, although I'm, I'm, I really believe in the power of, of not having a small mindset and just thinking of today, I do think that there's a balance and I want to add that. And and this is something that I think helps me. Um, <clears throat> I became introduced to the concept of mindfulness last year. And mindfulness is something that I have implemented into my life as a mindfulness, like lifestyle, you know, for lack of a better term, because what mindfulness, do, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said something. So, oh, no, I'll continue. What what mindfulness does, um, mindfulness encourages you to live in the moment. So I know that may sound like, okay, that's a contradiction. You're saying think ahead, but you're also saying live in the moment. But that's the truth. That's what works for me. And when I say uh think ahead, that doesn't mean that I know and I can guarantee what might happen in 10 years, but it means that I'm at least thinking about it. Like, do I want a family? 
You know, yeah. I, I own a home now. Do I want another home? So it, it's thinking about, you know, having those visions and those dreams for your life and then not losing sight of them and doing the things that it might take to help you accomplish them and achieve them. Now, someone may say, I want to buy a home. I think I might want it in five years, somebody might say. Okay, well, that's great. You thought about it. You have a dream. Now, you might say, well, now I need to do this and do this to make it happen. That's great. Now, on the other hand, maybe something will happen in your life where you'll be blessed, where you'll get it in three years. So there are some factors along our life and our journey that, that we don't even know how they'll work out. But the idea is dreaming, believing it can happen, speaking it into existence, and then walking and making it happen. And those are the four pillars of my Speak That Movement that I'll talk about a little later. But my four pillars are dream it, believe it, speak it, and walk it. And that's how I try to live. I dream, I dream big, I believe, believe things can happen. I speak it. I speak things into existence. I speak life over myself. I encourage myself when I'm feeling down and then I walk it. I make it happen. So then where that mindfulness comes in, it helps me to be grounded as well. Not overthink, not get too, too far ahead of myself mentally, have the balance, appreciate the journey, live in the moment. So that's where that mindfulness comes in. Uh, With COVID-19, how has doing uh, your job been uh, difficult or even easier? Yeah, that's a really good question. So um, you know, we all know that COVID-19 has been just a mess, right? It's been so unfortunate. But I, I will have to say that the the quarantine aspects that I have experienced, as well as the need to just be still and in the house, has probably been the best thing for me. Because being still and pausing has allowed me to be so productive. It has allowed me to focus. It has allowed me to um, really think about and understand and own my purpose in life and those things that I feel like I'm called to do, such as empowering people and uplifting people and connecting people. So even as an example, I have plans this year to have my Speak That Movement events throughout 2020. I had a venue booked in North Dallas. I had dates. I was ready and excited. I had the very first event in January um, in North Dallas. And then I had a second event in January, which was a Visions and Dreams uh, networking event. Was planning on doing the next event in March, the next event in May. And then other events throughout the year that were live events. Yeah. Well, then obviously COVID hit. So my event in March, I was literally like most people who might have had anything going on during the March, April period. Right. I was in the middle of deciding. Do I have my event? Because at the time, you know, the, the restaurants in Dallas, they were still open 
And then they went to, you know, they dropped it. So I'm still like, okay, well, maybe I could just invite a few. Now I have a lot of people there. And then it went down to 10 people. Well, come on now, you're not really about to do much. And so I was torn, like, do I have an event in a private spot? And then I just decided I'm gonna go live. I'm gonna I'm gonna evolve it. And I ended up having a virtual event. And I will say that I'm so glad that I said yes to to just being courageous. And I say courageous because this was the first time that I ever hosted a virtual event like that before where I had all of the elements of my live event. So I had um, uh, guest speakers. You know, I had someone come on from um, to, to, to pray. I had just giveaways. I even at that March event had a DJ like, you know, D nice was doing his thing. So I was like, I want to have a, my own version of a D nice. So I brought uh, all these aspects of an event together. And that event actually was one of my most successful speak that movement events in Dallas. Wow. Yes, because I, I, I had every element. I still charge people because that was planning on charging them in, in face-to-face. So I had people that, that that were, you know, supporting. But the other piece of it is, and this was the beauty of it. This is why it has been a positive thing for me. I now had guests from all over the nation because it wasn't limited to a face-to-face event in Dallas. So that event and me hosting more virtual events since then, including um, my my, uh, live shows called Speak That Talks that I've been hosting every Thursday since May 7th, these virtual live events have just opened up the doors, shattered the ceilings and the walls for, an audience and for connecting because now people, it doesn't matter where you are. As long as you have a laptop or a phone and an internet connection, you can, I can connect with them and they can connect with me. So it has been a, honestly, a very beautiful thing. I've met so many amazing people during COVID-19. So was it a um, a Facebook Live, YouTube Live event that you did? Yeah. So the, the the first few that I was doing, they were only Facebook Live. So they were streaming to my uh, Speak That Movement page. The very first one was actually streaming to my private page called Speak That Movers. That was the, the event that was a paid event. So I, t- in order to keep it um, kind of structured and private, it went to my private page. But every event after that, um, has has streamed live to the Speak That Movement Facebook page. And then around June or July, when I was doing the Speak That Talks, which started again on May 7th, but I was only streaming them to Speak That Movement on Facebook. But then I decided to now also stream them to YouTube. So now my Thursday Speak That Talks go to Speak That Movement on Facebook as well as YouTube. So um, what was your viewer uh, ship rate? 
Uh, well, I would say this, um, it ranges. Um, I would say that I've had anywhere from, and you know how social media goes, is viewers and all that, and you don't know if they really watch to the end. Well, it don't matter to me as long as you just scanned it and, 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 and poked your head in and your ear, and that's all that matters to me. I would say that it's still growing. So one of the probably highest rated ones currently has 1,900 views. That was also one um, on a Thursday where um, even gospel award-winning artist Leandra Johnson popped in. I don't even know. I didn't even know, realize she was on, but she found out about one of the Speak That Talks and she was listening in and she shared it on her Facebook page. So I've had people from throughout the United States, people outside of the country have tuned in and listened. And I'm like, okay, God, I don't know where these people are coming from. So I would say the, the top rated or the top viewed one is um, knocking on 2,000. But to me, that's amazing because what I've had 2,000 people in a North Dallas restaurant, you know, even if they just poke their head in. So it's really been a beautiful thing. And, and, it's, and it's growing. And I'm, the key for me is that I've just, I've been very consistent. And I would encourage anybody out there listening, no matter what it is that, that you decide to do, whether it's this year or next year, whatever you're feeling led to do, uh, just do it. And, and when you do it, do it with consistency. Do it with um, uh, relent, with a relentless mindset because I didn't want to go live. I'm like, I don't want to go live. I don't want to deal with technical issues. I didn't want to do Zoom. So I, I just didn't want to, but I'm so glad that I was open-minded to it. So I would encourage people out there as well, be open-minded to things because there are many aspects of 2020 that will stay with us. People will continue to do virtual events and people will continue to connect um, the way that we're connecting now. It won't go away. So how many people would you say, how many guests um, have you had at your Speak That Movement? How many people have attended a Speak That Movement event? Oh, no, sorry. How many um, guests have you had? Oh, how many people have been a part of it? Yes. Oh, wow. So for the Speak That Talks, which are, again, the live shows on Thursdays, where I bring in different guest speakers. So I bring in different guest speakers every Thursday. There were only a few I did not bring in a guest speaker, and that was intentionally because that's when I just did a very uh, short show um, just with myself. But I, this week is like, well, I will say we're at 35-ish, 35 consecutive weeks. So the last Thursday of December will be week 35 of Speak That Talks every single Thursday since May 7th. So there have been actually well over 30 guests because there were some weeks where I had three people on. There were there was a week when I had four people on when we talked about our experience at the historic March on Washington in support of uh, social justice. And then I've had weeks where there's just one person. So definitely well over 
30 guests, but then I've also had my, my bigger Speak That Movement events that are also virtual this year. And I've had multiple guests. I've had DJs on for that. So I would say close to 50 probably guest speakers or guest performers in 2020. Okay. And um, your weekly Thursday shows, um, what are they like? Yeah, well, I would say anybody that is curious needs to log on on a Thursday and listen in. (laughs) But um, so basically it is about hot topics. So just to go back to the, the history of why I even did it. So back in May, you know, we're all dealing with COVID-19 when it was hitting hard. You know, I feel like March was like, what's happening here, right, for people? <laughs> April was like, hmm, there's something happening, right? But it'll be over. And I think even the, the former, uh, I'll say uh, the former president even mentioned it'd be over by Easter, right? <laughs> And then May is like, uh, wait a minute, this might not be going anywhere anytime soon. And on top of that, the blatant social justice things that were happening around the nation. And I'm a social justice activist. So for me, it was just a lot going on. So I was talking to friends and talking to family members and, you know, interacting on social media. And then I just felt, I felt led to just go live and bring people together so that we could talk, virtually talk about the hot topics. And it was as simple as that. I had no plans nor a desire to go live every single week. I just thought I was gonna go live that first Thursday, maybe do another one. I didn't know, but I just felt like this was something that I was being called to do. And I'm so grateful that I was obedient to the calling. And so that very first show, I was like, what am I going to talk about? Because I was like, I'm going to go live by myself. I'm like, who wants to hear me just talk about myself? And so I remember reaching out to my friend, Javon Martin. I said, Javon, can you be a guest on my show? I'm going to go live today. He was like, uh, okay. I literally reached out to him that day when I was going to go live the first time on Thursday, May 7th. So I literally developed this concept like while I was doing it. So like... Every topic that we talked about was a hot topic. I call it a hot topic. And we talked about quarantine life. We talked about Ahmaud Arbery, who was the recent uh, uh, person who at that time had just been uh, murdered by white men. Uh, So we just talked about things and, and there were people that were listening in. I'm like, Okay, we actually have an audience and people started interacting because I was encouraging interaction. So then after that one, I said, huh, I think I'll do it again. So again, I'm like, who's going to be my guest? The day of, I reached out to a few people and they were like, oh, no, my hair is not done or I'm not ready. And then I had one person, my cousin, Sharon Sykes, she was like, "I'm, I'm tied up right now with another event, but I'll join you next Thursday. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll do it next Thursday. So that particular Thursday, I reached out to another friend, Diana Forsberg. And I said, Diana, you want to come live with me? She was like, let's do it. 
I love people like that, okay? People that are just like, ride or die, let's do it. She didn't care about her hair. She already was gorgeous. So we went live and we started talking about quarantine life some more. We talked about, you know, social injustices and we talked about uh, going after your dreams. So we were talking about just a, a broad variety of things. So then the next week is when my cousin joined, Sharon Sykes. And that was the week that Leandra Johnson was listening in. So as you see, I'm just walking it, right? Taking one step at a time. And then from there, I now have publicists that reach out to me for their clients to be a guest. Strangers I don't know. People that are on the show that say, hey, I would love for my friend to join. And I mean, I've had people that are um, doctors, CEOs of their own companies, life coaches, authors, all types of people. Amazing. And so that's how it goes. So it's unscripted, unfiltered, and uncensored. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I may have some thoughts, but I always have to wait until the day up because you know how we're living. Something might happen tonight. (laughs) So hope that explains that. I I know it does. So is it um, video? Like, is it uh, on um, like Facebook and on YouTube live type of video? Or is it also audio? It's all video. You know, I've had people that say, you need to do a podcast. I'm like, hey, look, I don't know. One step at a time. If I can snatch the audio and add it to a podcast and there's your podcast. But for me, the closest thing to the podcast is going on Facebook or YouTube, press and play. You can hear it the same way, <laughs> but you get the added bonus of seeing the people yeah. and um, and feeling connected. And that's my ultimate goal. People to just feel like they can pause and talk about things that are on their minds and also feel encouraged and know that they have a support system and and just help them get through the week, the month, the year. Yeah, it's good to have those type of type of shows that help you like put things into perspective, different like newsworthy items that have happened over the last couple of days. And then it's, you look at it from uh, a different tilt that allows you to see like, Oh, I, I didn't think about, you know, the dynamic of these two, like working against each other. I didn't think about how this new piece of evidence could have revealed something else. And um, fun too. Like we really have fun. Like we we laugh and 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 you know. And the ultimate goal too is the focus is on mental health, right? Um, we're going through a lot this year, and you know sometimes we do need to take a break. And although we can still talk about those serious, uncomfortable conversations that I'm not afraid to address. We also need to talk about those things that'll make us smile. So it's a, it's, um, it's a great combination in my opinion. Yeah. A nice, healthy, healthy balance of the two. So how would you say someone who would want to, um, represent different, um, as you did, a, a law firm working for a, so, a so, social justice case or uh, representing someone who, who stands what you believe in, how would you tell someone this is how you get started doing that? Yeah, that's a really good question. I would just say um, 
just know know what you love, know what you're passionate about, because the things that I do, I do it because I'm passionate about it, right? Uh, there's nothing sexy about um, people that have been wrongfully murdered or people that are, you know, uh, experiencing a social injustice, um, people that are going through um, traumatizing mental health situations. There's nothing, you know, it's unfortunate, right? And, and it's emotionally draining as well. But when you're passionate about it, when you believe in whatever it is that you're about to do, then you do it and you have to be willing to put yourself out there. My case was a little different. Um, and I will say that I feel my case, my situation was destiny as I mentioned earlier in the show, how it lined up where me and that attorney met and connected and we really were meeting for this, but I really do believe that God really had a bigger purpose. I don't think we just met for him to be a speaker. I think we met for what was to come down the line, but I think people have to be open-minded to um, connections and networking because even though you might meet somebody today well maybe you two or you three or whoever won't connect today but maybe down the line you all might connect so I just think that you know you have to you have to network and I know you're thinking well how can I network we can't go anywhere this is the best time to network because we don't have to go anywhere, right? The person that you're trying to reach that was once traveling or busy, they're probably at home just like you. They're on their laptop, on their cell phone. People are checking social media messages more, emails more. So this is the best time. And if there's somebody that somebody wants to just work with or collaborate with, don't be afraid, you know, get your proposal together get your um hello my name is tiaran tucker message together whatever it might be and, and even identify people that you might want to collaborate with or work with and reach out to them and when you do i would encourage you come correct right be professional be respectful you know make sure you're dotting the i's and crossing the t's and i don't mean that Loosely, meaning type good, right? <laughs> like prepare a good message that the person can read and understand. And then also be patient. Don't be the person that's like, I just reached out to you yesterday. Are you getting my messages? Hey, don't be that person because people may not want to work with somebody that's annoying or, and I'm being real, okay? Persistency is great. Annoying is not. So be persistent, but also be be mindful and respectful. And so I say just just go from there. Like I've connected with people and I've also with my speak that talks when I talk to my guests, I can't tell you how many of the guests told me stories of how they just randomly reached out to somebody or now they're partnering with somebody. They're collaborating. So this is the season. And if you didn't do it in 2020, don't worry. You have time. 2021, think about what you want to do. Dream big, as I said, and, and then walk it. 
Make the make the connections. In in doing what you just said, in terms of being being patient, um, reaching out to people, and and not being um, annoying. Um, are there any? Have there been any setbacks that you have encountered in your career? Of whether people wouldn't return your calls, or they don't they don't want to um, be represented by you. Um, I'll say that um, I'm just gonna be very real here. Like um, when it comes to like the PR side of my business, I have been blessed with people that have come to me. You know, and I'm not saying that as humble as I can as I can say it. Okay, meaning, um, it's I love it, but it isn't something that I've just like thrown out there. Like, hey, I'm just searching for a million clients. So that has never been my me. That has never been the case. Um, I've just been blessed with opportunities, and so. Um, but even throughout the journey of not only TRPR Network, but Speak That Mo- Movement, I mean, yes, I've had um, situations where, you know, especially when you're working on events or you're working with different people, and different personalities, it's not always going to be, you know, picture perfect. But I think that's where the professionalism comes in and integrity and you stay true to who you are. I'm not going to lie. I've been in situations where I was like, I don't care for this person at all because I don't like how they're treating me. They're, they're disrespecting me. And there have been situations where I'm like, I don't need this, you know? And again, humbly speaking, but then when you, when you are true to what you're doing, what you love, then you'll have a level of professionalism that can allow you never to be disrespected but to demand your respect and finish what you started until you decide, nah, this just isn't good. So I would say that for me, I just believe in integrity. I believe in um, being a, a woman that's that's professional, a woman that cares about people. And sometimes, yes, I'm, I may have been misunderstood but my heart has always been pure and I care about that. And there are some people that don't, that may not care about feelings or hearts. And I think people will come across that depending on what type of careers they are in. But the moral is be true to who you are. Cause I always believe this. If you remain true to who you are and you have a good heart, it doesn't matter how a relationship ends or how it goes, how it turns. You're always going to keep meeting good people. Yeah, I have to agree with you in terms of how you need to make sure that you're doing your best and that the your potential client um, is approaching you or whenever you approach them, that they are the right fit for you as well. Because yeah. I think that people, they um, usually just want it for the... For the, for the money and that they don't think about the relationship between both of them 
and that that can also confuse and put more um, like stress on, on you and what you're doing for them. And it doesn't really, the outcome isn't as quality as you want it to be because you have a tainted relationship with that person. And so it's the idea of finding the right people and then the, the resources that you need will come to you. Um, That's absolutely right. And I think too, um, as, as I like to say, you know, what I do is purpose driven. Like I don't use that word lightly. Like, you know, when you're in a certain field or you're, you're, you're doing certain things, you may have different people that, are, that reach out to you. I've had different people reach out to me. I've had people in different industries reach out to me. And I think that that goes back to knowing who you are, what you're passionate about and what you believe in. I think some people think that to be, to, in order to be a, a successful business or a successful business person, you must say yes to everything. Well, I personally... And again, there are some industries that are different. So I'm not talking about every industry, right? If I, if I own a restaurant, I can't uh, pick and choose or sugarcoat, right? But if you are in certain industries where you're an entrepreneur and you only have so much time and you have so much that you want to offer, you may have to say, wow, um, maybe maybe this isn't the right time, but I can refer you to someone else. So I do believe that depending on what you're doing, that you do have to be mindful of those things. It's just like a life coach. So I, I, I have a certificate in life coaching. Well, I can't take every client just because they call me. And I wouldn't want anybody looking for a coach or a therapist or a counselor or a lawyer or a doctor to just take anybody. No. Yeah. It is everything because especially some of the things that I may be working on, these might be things that are very intense, very emotional, very mentally uh, draining, I don't, or very positive, right? Very empowering. People that are doing things that can change, you know, the mindset and generations and create generational blessings. I don't take that lightly, whether it's this end of the spectrum or the other. So I do believe in, uh, you know, working in purpose and, and working with, you know, where there's a connection and a good fit. What does purpose mean to you? I love that question. Um, for me, purpose is tied to what you are called to do, who you are, you know, really, really deep. I believe purpose is attached to even your destiny. Um, I like to talk about um, walking in your purpose. And I've actually had some speak that talks where I did an entire series on walking in your purpose because I wanted to bring in guests where we talked about, you know, what is purpose and how do you walk in your purpose? But even before we talk about walking in your purpose, the, the, the thing is, well, people are like, well, what is my purpose? And then that can be a, a hard question for people. Um, I, I think uh, what I would like to offer is that if somebody out there is questioning or wondering what is purpose, what is my purpose, then just pause, be still, and, and start asking yourself some questions that might be the most impactful questions you'll ever ask yourself in your life. What do you love? What are you really good at? What would you do in your sleep if you could? What wakes you up at night? 
You know, what makes you want to wake up early in the morning? What makes you don't even want to go to sleep? What would you do if you didn't even get paid doing it? What are you just so great at that other people are always like, wow, you are amazing at that. And you're like, humbly speaking, what you talking about? I'm just doing what I do. You know, those are things that can help you get closer to your purpose and identify it. And I also think for the people that are Christians or believers, whatever you may be, um, for, for me, really digging into my purpose meant digging into my relationship with God because I needed to know from him. I needed to walk with him and, and have my confirmation and my, and my conversations with him. And as I started uh, feeling like it was becoming more and more clear, I started looking at the trajectory of my life going back to when I was a little girl and I was a little girl that liked to speak in front of people and would, would win competitions and represent my class and speak on behalf of my class. And when I was the vice president of my class for four years and when I was in college and, and, and joined my sorority, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Inc. And I was the VP and the PR person, all these things that I was just doing and I loved it. And then I and how I love to empower people and bring people together, all those things. And so I just think if people go back and think about all that from when they were a little girl, a little boy, and what they are doing now, what they love, what they say, I don't want to do that, but they keep finding themselves going back doing it. And it's the key thing that I have to add. Purpose is going to bless and benefit other people. When you're walking in your purpose, it's not about you. You are probably being used to do the thing, to offer the service, to be the voice, to create whatever it is, whatever. But it's going to benefit other people in a positive way. I completely have to agree with you. And it's very funny. You should talk about um, doing what feels right to you and and finding your purpose in that. Uh, because today was my last day of class in, um, I, I took a, a script writing class. Yeah, so thank you. And um, one of the things that my instructor said was that whenever she would write something that wasn't with what she believed. It wasn't exactly how she viewed a certain um, action or a certain um, story. And she said that she realized that whenever it was presented to a panel of people, that it was almost immediately rejected. Whenever she would write something that was authentically her, it was almost always accepted because there was this genuine almost flow to the story that allowed you to really understand the, the character and, and the plot and in, in a way that you wouldn't if you didn't know the subject or didn't really have or think through your story idea. So I think it's the idea of, um, as you said, finding your purpose, that whenever you 
have a passion and you have skills, uh, the combination of both of those can be extremely deadly in that you can do almost anything with that passion, with that skill set, and you can achieve the goals that you want to achieve. Um, Tiara, we are almost out of time. Um, I have one more question to ask you, uh, and that is if you had the ability to send a worldwide text message, what would that message be? Oh my God, that is like the absolute best question I've ever been asked in my entire life. Shout out to the Black Gold Podcast with such an amazing question. Thank you. Oh my God, like you got to at least give me two seconds to think about that. Take your time. If I could send out a worldwide text right now, as we're wrapping up 2020, I think it would say something like, hello, I know that this has been a very unprecedented year. I know that this has been a year of ups and downs. I know we have dealt with COVID-19, which has impacted lives, jobs, families and it hurts. I also recognize that 2020 and COVID-19 has also created a lot of opportunities and blessings for people. To all of you who made your dreams a reality this year, who reached your goals, who didn't let anything stop you, I wanna tell you congratulations. As we finish this year, I just want to tell the entire world, don't give up. Don't give up. As long as we are blessed to wake up to see another day, that means there's another opportunity to breathe, to smile, to call or reach out to a loved one, to be a great person, to remove yourself from past memories that have traumatized you or held you back to dream bigger, to believe more, to be a gift to the world. So don't let the year end without looking in the mirror, smiling and telling yourself, you made it, you're capable and anything you want and dream about can come to pass. May God bless you and may God protect you. Thank you, Tierra M. Tucker. Wow. That, so that, next. <laughs> there's no limit to it at all. You can do whatever you want to. Tierra, where can people go to learn more about the, the Speak That movement, uh, Tierra PR Network? Where can people go to, to, to watch you every Thursday? Yeah. So I would love for you all to to check me out and follow me and subscribe and all that good stuff. So for Tierra PR Network, you can go to the website, which is Tierra, T-I-A-R-A, P-R Network.com. 
So uh, that's the, 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 the website for the PR firm. Then there's links to other things on there. Speak That Movement, which I'm so excited to say was just uh, officially um, announced as a 501c3. So that is how I am ending 2020 with um, Speak That Movement now being a 501c3. So to learn more about Speak That Movement, go to Speak That Movement. Dot com. Also, you can go to social media. So Facebook, Speak That Movement, as well as Tierra PR Network, Instagram. It's Speak That Movement, but it, that you have to go to Let's Speak That, meaning L-E-T-S, Let's Speak That. Also, Twitter, Let's Speak That. And then um, Instagram, Tierra PR Network. But then also, if you want to follow me, you know, I'm a, I'm a, you can reach out. You can go to... Follow me on LinkedIn, which is Tierra M. Tucker, MS. You can also go to Facebook, which is Tierra M. Tucker. And so um, you can email me. Uh, my email address, you can go to Tierra M. Tucker, PR at gmail.com. Please don't send me any junk mail. Um, send me a great, a great uh, message like I just sent for your uh, worldly text. <laughs> but also, um, I would love to connect with people. And then for the Speak That Talks, um, just check out the Speak That Movement page for updates because, again, I didn't know what I was planning to do in 2020. So there is a plan in place and I'm still in the process of really thinking about 2021 with Speak That Talks. So I would just encourage you to stay tuned by going to the website and follow it on social media to find out what's going on with Speak That Talks in 2021. And, and thank you, okay? Thank you for having me on. This has been so much fun. And I hope that everybody out there listening, including yourself, I hope you're empowered. I hope you're inspired. I hope you're encouraged. And then I just want to leave with, with again, the four pillars of speak that movement. Guys, we got to dream it. We got to believe it. We got to speak it and we have to walk it. The best is yet to come. And we're going to make it through. We're going to make it through. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Tiara. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the Black Gold Podcast. Thank you. And we have to take a selfie before we leave. So awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Black Gold Podcast. Please subscribe and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at the Black Gold Pod. And if you want to support the channel, please visit blackgoldpod.com. That is B L A C K G O L D P O D.com. And visit our Black Gold Swag Store where you can get hoodies, shirts, socks, cell phone cases, and die-cut stickers. So if you're looking for a wonderful gift this holiday season, please don't forget to jump over to blackgoldpod.com. That's B-L-A-C-K-P-O-D.com.